Welcome to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderall. This podcast is designed to bring real and raw conversations about spirituality into the forefront of living our yoga off the mat and in our businesses. Topics covered include insights into the yoga industry, teaching, wellness, Ayurveda, meditation, and entrepreneurship. Basically, all the topics we're interested in. Thanks for joining me. Now tune in and turn it up. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderall. And I'm so happy that you're here today tuning in. Welcome, friends. I was thinking about today's episode and what I wanted to talk about. And sometimes it's kind of overwhelming when I'm thinking about these topics and and what really is calling at my heart. And I have so many things related to the yoga industry and wellness and yoga and just being a human that I really want to talk about and that I'm interested in and that I think is really important for us to discuss just in general in our lives and also for us to think about for ourselves in our own lives. But sometimes I choose topics that are really like on my mind in terms of, you know, something that's happening in the yoga world or what we're seeing going on with yoga. And then other times it's something more that's just like on my heart that I feel really called to share about. And Today's topics is one of the things that I'm just really called to share because it's on my heart and it's something that I'm really very intentionally focusing a lot of my energy on in both my personal and my professional life. And this is the idea of joy and how do we find joy in our life and how do we create more joy and more happiness and more lightness and more ease. And it's funny, you know, this isn't really a New Year's podcast. It's we're, you know, towards the end of February, so we're not really in the new year anymore. But I don't think there's ever a wrong time to kind of hit the reset button and pause and take stock or evaluate where you're at in your life and what's happening and are you moving in the direction you'd like to be moving in or are there changes you'd like to make? And this kind of started for me because at the beginning of the new year, I always select like a word that becomes kind of my overall theme for the year. And at the beginning of the year, I had selected the word ease as my word for 2023. I was like, you know what, man? I am done with heavy. I am done with hard. I am done with struggle. And, you know, I think so many of us can relate. And the last few years have just been <laughs> quite a doozy. And, so difficult in so many ways for everybody. And at some point, you're just kind of like, oh my God, I'm done. Like, when is it going to get a little easier? When is that struggle going to release a little bit? When am I going to feel a bit more of this just general flow in life? And it's not to say that there hasn't been some of that. There has, of course. But, you know, for me, and I don't know if you can relate, but for me, I feel like it is just a nonstop roller coaster. It's like 
to mix my analogies or metaphors, like the waves just keep coming. Like there's an, a time of like a little bit of ease, things are opening up and you're like, oh, this is great. Okay, I'm feeling like myself again. I'm feeling like, you know, pre-COVID vibes. And then something hard comes along. You're just like, oh, wake up call. Okay, there we go. That's that's reality. That's real life. And then you deal with that fire and get a little period of ease. And then it's like, bam, here's the next thing coming at you. And at some point, you're just like, okay, when when is it going to be a long period of ease? And so I had selected the word ease kind of to direct my energy into the space of like, all right, let's put down the hard things. Let's release the energetic backpack of difficult things in life and, you know, just kind of move into the space that feels really generous and easy and soft and at first, I really liked that. I was like, oh, yeah, this feels good. Ease. That's what I'm looking for. That's my my priority at this point in my life. And, and a few weeks went by, and I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, that ease is what I'm looking for. But then something happened, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Now I really feel a new word, a new energy that I'm connecting to. And I've been connecting to it on such a visceral level on, on a on a cellular level that it really now is driving a lot of um how I'm viewing my life and my days and the choices I'm making and and the decisions I make going forward. And so this is the idea of joy. And I was at this networking, this women's networking event in Oslo um, at the end of January, and it was so much fun. And it reminded me of life before the pandemic where you can stand close to people and you can talk and you can hug and you can just have energy. And it was really like invigorating and really inspirational. And I just was like surrounded with all these powerhouse women who are doing interesting things and have cool things to talk about and projects and, you know, or go-getters and are out there in the world doing things. And to be around that energy. It's a cycle of when you are around inspiring people, when you're around people who are uplifting, you get pulled up with that. You get pulled into that energy. And then it supports you and allows you to kind of be a better version of yourself because those sides of yourself, your inspired self, your invigorated self, gets to be reflected and shine outward. And so then it's this almost self-fulfilling prophecy where you're feeding off of each other and it's almost like you have this opening and the sky's the limit and you can really think about what you want to build in your life and what you're called to express in your life and and it was a really wonderful reminder to me because I used to be in that space and I used to really thrive off of and and engage and seek out these experiences that left me like I was filled up. I was lit up from within. And going to an event like this just reminded me of, oh yeah, this is what that feels like. This is how it feels to feel good and excited about something and have fun with it. And so when I left that night, I was like, gosh, what is that feeling that I'm feeling? It was fun to socialize and and just be in that vibe. And then I was like, oh, that's joy. And joy is this idea that we feel happy, 
but we also are excited and we are just in the space of like creativity and feeling hopeful and feeling really just present and it makes you feel good. And so I was like, gosh, you know what? That's what I want more of. That's what I want 2023 to look like for me is I want more joy. And so I went home and I was thinking more about this idea. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm changing my word. It's no longer ease. It's joy. And when I was thinking about it more, I was like, this is an awesome word. This is so cool. And this is exactly what I want to call into my life. Yeah, I do want ease. I think more ease would be great. But if you have joy, then ease comes along with that. So joy is actually more of a starting point for what I'm, I'd like to create in my life going forward. And then I was like, you know what? Joy is also spontaneous and joy is silly and joy is playful and joy is all of these things that maybe don't even have an end goal or have an ambition or have something to accomplish or achieve. And I can notice for myself, like, you know, especially as a business owner and, uh, you know, I have my, my book coming out in May, which is so exciting. The first book on the topic of Ayurveda to be published in the Norwegian language. So stay tuned. I'm going to have a lot of really fun and exciting events coming up to promote that starting in April. And then after the book launches in May, I'll be traveling around a bunch to different bookstores, doing book signings and having a book launch party and Oslo and Hemsedal and, and, yeah, it's going to be really cool and exciting. But even with these things in my life that I love, my business and, the, and now my book, there's still like this very masculine solar energy around it that's that's active and that there's an end goal or an end point, something that's that you're trying to or that I'm trying to achieve that I'm not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Although with my book, it sort of did come from that where I was like, oh, cool. I've always wanted to write a book and the opportunity came into alignment at this time and space in my life. So I said, yes. And I'm so grateful and excited about that. But joy can just be for the purpose of joy without having all of these other expectations put on it. And for me, that feels so freeing and that feels so open, like, oh, that's right. I've gotten so serious as an adult in so many ways, always thinking about, okay, has my kid been fed? Is he safe? Have I paid my bills? Okay, where am I supposed to go tomorrow? Okay, did I book my hotel? Did I book my train? Like, Life as an adult is really just a series of like checking off the boxes and making sure that you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing. And that's, you know, hard to get away from. Like, you can't stop being an adult in that way. But flipping the script a little bit and being like, you know what? But what I can do is I can give myself permission to be a bit more playful, to be a bit more fun, and to allow there to be no other expectation around the experience of being joyful other than just to be joyful. And so I started thinking like, okay, well, what does joyful look like to me besides, you know, these fun and inspired like moments in time? Um, you know, for me, I get really joyful when I'm around inspiring people and I love that. And, but we can't always experience our life in relation to other people. We have to always be able to make our, ourselves happy by ourselves and in our, the moments that we are alone. And so I was thinking about joyful, what makes me happy? What makes me joyful? And 
It's things like enjoying a really good cup of tea or finishing an amazing book and you put it down, you turn the last page and you're like, oh my God, that book was so great. I wish it didn't end, but I can enjoy this moment where I was fully immersed in a story that I liked. I've had that happen a few times recently and I just finished the book and I put it down and I'm like, I sit with it for a little bit. I'm like, wow, I just really enjoyed that. And I let myself savor the acknowledgement that I enjoyed something for the sake of just pure enjoyment. And and then it almost gives me like this little rebound effect of like even more joy of like, how cool is that? I got to just do something that I really enjoyed for fun for no other reason other than I thought it was fun. And so thinking about other things, like when I was in college, I had a roommate and she had an expression called the perfect bite. And so the perfect bite happens when you have a plate of food and maybe you're, you know, getting a little bit of the potatoes and a little bit of the salad or whatever you're eating and everything comes together into one bite and it's the perfect bite. And so I've always thought about that. And every time I have a meal, I'm like, okay, how do I make the perfect bite? And then you take that bite and you're just like, loving it. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so good. This is delicious. The perfect bite. There's so much joy in that. Or for me as a mother, one of the things that's been so fun and so joyful is now my son is starting to say, I love you back to me. And it's the cutest thing. My heart just melts. And when I pick him up from Barnahog or when I come home from a work trip and, Mama, I missed you. I missed you. And his whole face just lights up and he runs over to give me a big hug. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to bottle this moment in time. This is pure joy. This is just like my heart exploding with love. And so I've, I've for myself, kind of made these lists of things that I find joyful and that I enjoy doing, putting on an old 90s song and just like dancing around my house. And I'll just put one song on. I'm like, okay, for this one song, I'm just going to let it go. And then I can pick up whatever else I was doing with my day, if that's the adult stuff, like the dishes and the laundry and the work. But I get to just fully be present in that song and bust out all my kind of bad yoga or uh, dance moves, but just be having so much fun in that moment and just enjoying like the simple expression of what it feels like to feel good in the moment. And so this is something that you could do for yourself is kind of making a list of these small ways in which you can express and find and cultivate and create more joy because when we have a life that is devoid of joy, it becomes so easy to get into this negative headspace. And when we turn down a negative path in our mind, energetically speaking, it becomes very difficult to turn that ship around. So, you know, this is definitely getting into yoga philosophy too. Everything about yoga, the true understanding of yoga is about the mind and the nature of the mind. And our thoughts and how our thoughts do create our reality or our perception of reality. And when we are stuck in the space of everything's tough and difficult and challenging and why can't I catch a break and why do bad things keep happening or whatever story we're telling ourselves that's negative, it's hard to break that 
thought pattern and that cycle of thought patterns because every negative thought we have is enhancing the method of communication in the brain neurons. And so it strengthens that highway of connectivity in the brain, literally in the brain. And so then the next time we start to have a negative thought, that becomes our default because we've already strengthened that connector in the neurons in the brain where they're like, oh, this is familiar. We know negativity. Okay, that's negative. Let's be negative. And so it becomes easier and easier to be negative and to see negativity everywhere around you. And then something that maybe, you know, before wouldn't have bothered you too much, but is just kind of an inconvenience, like, you know, you you break a glass or, um, you know, your trash bag opens or when you're taking it out to the trash can or something stupid like that. Yeah, it's annoying. But when you're in a negative space, in your mind, all of a sudden this becomes like a huge thing and the energy shifts and the anger takes over your body and then maybe you're like swearing and you're just like, ah. And so nobody wants to live in that space. It's so painful and uncomfortable. And, you know, this also leads into the idea of of over-identifying with victimhood. So when something bad happens in your life uh, or something heavy happens in your life, Allowing yourself to now really identify as that person who the bad thing happened to or that person who can never catch a break. And that almost then becomes who you are and how you express yourself. And so we want to really observe the stories we tell ourselves and the way in which we express ourselves. And try to break these bad habits if we're going down a path of negativity. And so we can switch that by stepping into a space that is more positive and using our thoughts to help us switch how our brain is physically working. So instead of the neurons firing and getting stronger with each negative thought, we can have the the neurons in the brain fire and get stronger with each positive thought that we have. And so this is actually a very specific yoga practice that comes from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, where as soon as we notice ourselves, observe ourselves having a negative thought, we immediately think a positive thought. And it doesn't have to be a positive thought that's related to the negative one. It can be any positive thought. And this is how we start to shift our thought patterns and our habits and the um, default setting that we have in our brain. And so for me, I'm choosing to use joy as the way in which I'm resetting my thought patterns. And I've usually been pretty good throughout my life with maintaining positivity. And and that's something actually I learned from my parents. Um, so I was taught to be positive from a young age. And then before I knew it, it was kind of like that was my default. But you know what, man? The last few years have really um, tested my ability to maintain positivity. And so, you know, dips and slides, and it's a roller coaster. And so, the older I get, the more this lesson just gets reaffirmed to me that that there are no guarantees in life. And one thing we can count on, though, is that there are going to be challenges and there are going to be rough patches and there are going to be things that are really like painful and awful to have to move through. And so knowing that to be my truth, I am like, okay, I cannot change that. But what I can change is the way I view these experiences in my life. And if all of my energy and all of my time and all of my thoughts are caught up in the negative side 
of what I'm experiencing, then I'm immediately cutting myself off from the access to the everyday magic that's right in front of me, the beauty that's right in front of me, the potential for joy and laughter and fun that's right in front of me. And so, you know, when I when I kind of had this wake-up call in terms of like, oh, joy, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to call into my life. All of a sudden, it's becoming easier and easier for me to see my life through the lens of joy. And yeah, there's still going to be the bills to pay and the trash to take out and the never-ending laundry to do. But God, it feels so much better to at least for a few moments each day, find a sense of joy from something. And for me, sometimes it's talking with a friend on the phone or even just getting a text message from a friend, checking in. How are you doing? What's going on? Or when I wear my favorite perfume and I wear it when I'm alone in the house during the day, when my, my husband's at work, my son's in Barnahog or will be going back to Barnahog. And I just put my perfume on just for me because it makes me happy and I enjoy it. And so really striving to find more of these joyful moments in my life. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, the heavier things feel less heavy. There's still a pain for sure, but I can see that there's also another side. There's a duality to everything in our existence as humans. There's the light and the dark. There's the heavy and the light. There's the joy and there's the sorrow. And we can't just be in one place. We, we're constantly ebbing and flowing through all ranges of the dualities, all ranges of our emotions. And so really setting the intention to be present and to purposefully find joy in my life is changing everything. And for me, specifically what I'm thinking about that I want to have more of in my life is silliness and playfulness and nothing that has any repercussions or any strings attached. Like I'm thinking of, you know, I want to go do a cannonball in a pool. I want to watch silly kitten videos on YouTube. I want to do things that make me laugh, that make me feel free, that remind me what it's like to be a child doing cartwheels in the grass, which, you know, it's winter, there's three feet of snow (laughs) on the ground at my house, but I can do snow angels. And so thinking of these ways in which to ignite my own inspiration, to come home to myself where it's like, ah, yes, this is what lights me up. And kind of an interesting side effect of this that's happened, you know, in the last month or so since I selected joy as my word for 2023 is I have really actually, knowing that this is my number one priority right now, I want more joy. That's it. More fun. And it's actually allowed me to somehow energetically release my death grip from the big picture, from, okay, what's going to happen in a month? What's going to happen in six months? What's going to happen in a year? So much of my life and my identity as an adult, and especially a business owner, has really been in planning the future and you know, laying everything out and, you know, having these target goals I'm trying to hit. And, you know, first of all, COVID just like trashed all of that to begin with. But as my business is rebuilding, as I'm emerging as a a different human 
and I'm looking at what do I want my business to look like? What do I want my yoga offerings and wellness offerings to look like? I'm actually not putting a whole lot of thought into it. Whereas before, five years ago, 10 years ago, it was all I thought about was just like, okay, I'm going to work myself to the bone and I'm going to manifest. I'm going to build the dream that I have in my heart. And and to some extent I did. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm so proud of myself for that. But also it burns so much energy. And then it takes away, if you're constantly thinking about the future, it takes away your ability to see what's happening in the present. And so as I've been really thinking about joy, it's also been allowing me to be more present because I want to see the everyday magic. I want to see what's happening right in front of my eyes and in my life. And this is what gratitude's all about. Like, how do we remind ourselves of the abundance that's already present in our life and be grateful for that rather than be like, okay, well, you know, I'll be more happy when I get X, Y, and Z, when I get that promotion, when I get that raise, when I meet a new man, when I get a new house, like whatever it is, this external validators that we've set for ourselves as, you know, the threshold for happiness and joy. It's like, yes or no, you may get those things, you may not get those things. And if you're constantly burning energy thinking about the future, then there's no energy left to be in the present moment and to see the gorgeous sunrise or sunset, to hear the compliment of a stranger in line at the coffee shop, to be with your friend and have a meaningful conversation that you're really there for, or to watch a silly TV show. I watched a movie recently and it just like, I was crying because it was like so sappy. It was like a rom-com and it was so sappy. And I started crying because I was like really feeling the emotion of it. And maybe I just needed to cry a little bit too. But I was, as I was crying, I was like, I love this so much. (laughs) And I was just like having so much fun in that moment by myself, expressing emotion, watching a silly made up movie. And I was like, oh yeah, you know what? This is great. This is this is life. This is the sweetness of life where we can just be without worrying about expectations and pressures and everything in our external life. And so for me, this has been a huge shift in my attitude where I'm like I'm like on the hunt for joy and I'm on the hunt for laughter and I want to be silly. And when that's my intention, then all of a sudden my perspective changes. I'm like, all right, my attitude changed, my perception, my my the way I'm looking at the world is changing. And I think it's so cool. And it also like actually makes me feel so much better in my body and just with the choices that I make in my life because I've taken away this huge pressure that I, I for so many years have put on myself of like, okay, I've got to accomplish something. I've got to achieve something. It's like, okay, but is that really the meaning of life? To check these boxes off, to make more money, to get more power, to get more recognition, whatever it is that, you know, our silly mind tells us is important. When really, like, I think the point of life is to enjoy it or enjoy as much of it as we possibly can. 
And we set our expectations so high for ourselves that like, you know, we can only enjoy our life if we have some huge, big, amazing thing happen. And it's like, well, great. But I mean, how many huge, big, amazing things happen in our life? Like really maybe only a handful, you know, if we're thinking about having a baby or getting married or buying our first house or like these big milestones we talk about in life that can be very, very exciting and thrilling. But, you know, most of our life is in the doldrums. It's in the mundane. It's in, okay, carpooling with the kid to school. Okay, got to go take the dog for a walk. Like, so how can we be present to the beauty in the small moments and let ourselves be filled up from those small moments, shifting our attitude, shifting our perspective, and giving ourselves the grace and the permission to be happy and to not constantly be looking outside of ourselves for some big grand thing to happen in order for us to then have permission to celebrate have permission to be excited. Like, I feel like being excited about things like in a very silly childlike way is kind of almost like frowned upon. Like, oh, that's weird. You're not a serious person. Like you're not taking life seriously or or almost like there's a judgment around that. And for me, as soon as I found my word joy, I immediately knew I want to be silly and I want to be ridiculous and that's who I used to be. I used to tell terrible dad jokes and I would crack myself up and I love to do that and do these things that are for nobody else but for my own pleasure. And wow, imagine if we all gave ourselves permission to really embrace who we are and what we think is fun and what we find exciting and inspiring. Like then we would all be coming back to that space that I was talking about earlier when I was at this networking event and all the women were excited and inspired and sharing their passion. And it's not that we had the same passions in common, like we didn't, but when one person is fired up about their life and what they're doing, it's contagious. It spreads to everybody else around them. And then it allows everybody around them to kind of feel more comfortable opening up and letting their truth shine out. So I think that's like really what I'm jiving on right now is how do I find more joy? And God, what a relief it feels to give myself a break and to not have to be like focused on on goals and achievements so much anymore. Like if joy is the end goal, joy is the end goal and that's it. And you know what? Everything else will just kind of figure itself out, you know, to some degree. (laughs) So I want to encourage you all when you're, if you're listening to think about what joy means in your life and how you can create more joy and find more joy and do the things that light you up, that you find exciting and fun And ultimately, be present in your own life. So I think that's it. That's all. So go out, have an amazing day, keep your eyes peeled, keep your heart open, and go find joy for yourself, spread joy around you. And yeah, that's it. All right, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week. 
Bye-bye.